Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome back to the Nebraska Crop Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Dorsey. I'm a water and integrated cropping systems extension educator located in Dodge and Washington counties. And we have a really good podcast. It's, I think, a really timely podcast for the end of this season, which is on timing your final irrigation. Before we get into our podcast episode for today, we have a few different events that we want to make sure that you're aware of. On September 7th, we have a unique event that we're going to be doing a high boy interseeder cover crop demonstration in Colon, Nebraska. And this is a pretty unique piece of equipment. It's a, it's a high clearance sprayer that's been adapted with an interseeding system to apply cover crops in a standing field of corn. So if you're interested in cover crops or in interseeding, this is, this is a really interesting demonstration that I, I would encourage anyone in the area to attend. Then on September 13th through 15th this Husker Harvest Days in Grand Island, Nebraska. And this will, again, be a really unique event. And the University of Nebraska will have several booths and tables at the event covering a range of topics from precision ag to crops, irrigation, livestock, and, and a lot more. And I know that a lot of the booths are planning some hands-on demonstrations of technology and other things related to those different areas. So if you're going to be at the show, we would really encourage you to stop by and visit with us while we're there. Then on September 20th, we have a cover crop field day at Roger Memorial Farm just outside of Lincoln, Nebraska. Again, if you're interested in cover crops, this is a really unique event where you can see a lot of different cover crops and cover crop practices out in the field and walk through some different plots and ask questions of some experts that are there. So getting back to our podcast episode for today, we have Bruno Lina, who is an extension educator with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln here to talk to us about scheduling our final irrigation. And so I'll go ahead and let Bruno introduce himself and give his background. And uh, he has a, a pretty strong background in irrigation, so we're pretty excited to have him on the show today. Thanks so much, Nate, for having me here uh, and invite me for this podcast. I have a bachelor's degree in agronomy and a master's and PhD in ag systems engineering. Since when I started college, I've been working with irrigation scheduling and trying to maximize uh, the water use efficiency from crops. Yeah, on these publications, we have been trying to understand how much water we still have on our soils, how much water we might expect from our crops to uptake, and when we can decide when is the last time to irrigate and how much we're going to apply water. Well, I know that we're really lucky to have you. And when it comes to scheduling the last few irrigations, I think this is something that I struggle with, and I know that a, a lot of our listeners might as well, especially a year like this year where it's been so dry. And in a lot of cases, our crops probably do need some additional irrigation to kind of finish out the season, but it's hard to know when to do that and how much. And then, of course, in seasons where we have maybe more rainfall than we've had this year in 2022, it can be really challenging to know, you know, when exactly do I need to shut off my center pivot irrigation or my irrigation in my field? So there's a few different methods, and I think there are some differences between corn and soybeans. So can you talk to us a little bit about how we can go about scheduling a final irrigation for corn? Mm -hmm. I'd like to uh, share a little bit of one of the, the conversations that I had with a grower that he always says his target is to stop irrigation on September 1st. He, that is his very last day, and he wants to quit irrigation. 
but because as you mentioned during this growing season it has been very dry and is is being hard to keep up with crop water use and with all that irrigation scheduling and we might have to consider a little bit few extra irrigation until uh, the season is actually done three factors we want to consider when we're coming to uh, to come up with the last irrigation of the season first is crop water use Second is weather conditions, uh, mainly precipitation. And a third factor that is extremely important is soil type and how much water the soil can hold. If you have a, a soil that can hold a lot of water on the top uh, four feet of soil, then you, you have the luxury of cutting back a little bit earlier than a soil that ha can hold much less water, such as a sandy soil. So yeah, those are the three main factors, and based on on those three factors and working on the um, co combining those three factors together is is when you can come up with your last irrigation of the season. So, a crop that I'm much more comfortable with personally is corn. I feel like being able to growth stage corn and looking at the kernels in the milk line is a lot more straightforward. It's you know we, we can talk about whether the milk line is a quarter of the way down, half of the way down, or three quarters of the way down, or if we're at black layer. Soybeans are a little bit harder for me, but can we maybe start with corn and kind of go through the process of what looking at corn and then going through those three factors that you mentioned and how those are used to calculate a final irrigation for that crop? Yeah, for corn, whenever the corn reaches fully, is fully dense, then you start looking at the milk line. If you have that milk line is at 25%, then what you want to look at is from fully done until full maturity, you have 20 days. So if that milk line is at 25%, then you only move only 25% of those 20 days. And as the milk line increases, and then you go to 50, 70%, you're getting closer and closer to full maturity. But the, the um, rule of thumb is using 20 days based on percentage of milk line. For instance, if you are at 70% of milk line, then you take that 20 days and you multiply that by 30%, and that's gonna bring you only six days to full, full maturity. Great. So then when it comes to factoring in soil moisture, how do you recommend that growers who have irrigation in their field go about evaluating how much they have and how much they may, might need to add to help finish the crop? Yeah. So the, the main purpose of these uh, crop watch is that we, we come up with a simplified way Based on growth stage, you know how, mu how many days you are to reach full maturity and how much water you still might expect to that those plants are, are using. Let's say you have uh, a corn at R5 with 25% milk line. That's almost 3.75 water used until it reaches maturity. And then if you know the answer and then you know how much water your soil can hold, you start doing some math and then you can have an idea how much water you still have left and how much water you might need with irrigation. Let's say you have a four feet soil depth and that soil can hold five inches and then you still need 3.75 most likely you don't need irrigation anymore. But if you have the same soil depth with a soil that can hold up to three inches or 3.5 inches, you might still need some, some water. But the main target or the main threshold you have to consider is that for all that water that you have available, you can only allow your soil to deplete up to 60%. So you have to consider that on your calculations. 
So if you have the same soil that holds five inches, uh, roughly three inches uh, is what you can allow the soil to deplete. And if you still need almost 3.75 inches to to reach food maturity, you're gonna need at least one irrigation of three quarters of an inch. So that's the calculation and how the way we works out. Well, now we're only looking at soil and what about weather conditions? It has been dry. Most likely our soils are not at full capacity and most likely we won't have much rain until the end of the, the growing season. We might have some rain here and there and you, you play with that. But if we don't have that rain, then uh, um, most likely we're gonna need a little bit of irrigation until we are done. Sure, and, and I know that there's some technology that can help in, in doing this. And so when it comes to knowing how much soil moisture you have, but also in knowing how much precipitation you might have received if a storm went through your area, what types of tools do you recommend that people look into to help them be able to quantify how much water they have available in the soil? Yeah, so um, in the market, we can find several types of irrigation scheduling tools. Uh, one of them that I'm very lean to use, and I really like uh, that one, is soil moisture sensors. Those are really good sensors that allows you to understand what's going on in the soil. And especially in this day when of the growing season, you know exactly how much water you still have left. So if you know that you have a lot of water left and you know that your soil, uh, you have enough water that can cover that amount until the end of the growing season, you can use that information and cut back irrigation maybe uh, even earlier than you think. Uh, one other two that is more related to estimation of crop water use is a water balance method. That one takes into consideration some modeling and is not as precise as it would be a soil moisture sensor, but can give you a really good sense of how much water you still have left on your soil. Yeah, there are some irrigation apps out there that can be used. You can run those irrigation apps and that, that's gonna run this uh, evapotranspiration method, um, slash uh, water balance method in order to come up with uh, amount of water you still have left in your soil. Yeah, I think those are all great recommendations. And I, and I think there's also one other one too that we can recommend that the university does have a NEB guide about using uh, just a hand method. So you can pull a soil sample and use your hands to kind of feel how much moisture is there. It's not perfect, obviously. And I think soil moisture sensors and some of the models would probably give you better information. But for those who might not be there with that level of technology yet, then that's another method that you can use to kind of help calibrate yourself and ability to understand how much moisture is there. And we can put a link to that guide in the show notes to this podcast as well, if you're interested. Moving on to soybeans, there are a few differences. Obviously the, the three main principles that you mentioned earlier will be the same, but when it comes to understanding how much moisture the soybean plant will need to finish the season and how to understand the impact of the, of the growing stages will be different. Can you explain the, some of the differences and how we can go about predicting our last irrigation for soybeans. Yeah, as you said, it's a little bit trickier when we're working with soybean, but the way we try to come up with these, this article is that it works on the same way. Based on the growth stage that you, you are able to assess at your field, and you know how much water you still have left on your soil and the expected rainfall, you can come up with those calculations and, and understanding whether or not you still might need some irrigation to the end of the growing season. But I would say uh, differently uh, in comparison to corn, you have to, 
to be a little bit more careful and and try to assess those growth stages more closely. And that's gonna give you a good sense of what's going on. And for soybean, uh, compared to, to corn, I believe weather conditions are gonna play a big impact. And also you have different maturity groups and that might influence. But the, the main purpose of uh, this article is that using some fixed numbers that will change from, from region to region, you can come up with a good indication or estimation when you're going to have your last irrigation of the season. So we will link the article that you wrote on CropWatch to this episode in the podcast show notes that have a lot of the tables and information that you talked about, which are really hard to communicate over a podcast. But there's a lot of information and data that you can use to help calculate that final irrigation. And then, of course, there's a NEB guide that can go into some that goes into some more details, too, that will also include and I would say one of the best resources that you can u- utilize that the university offers is local county-based extension educators who would be more than happy to go through some of these material if you're trying to figure out how to calculate your final irrigation. And they can work through that with you in person and understand how to calculate that to make sure that, that you know when to cut it off and also how much to put on. So do you have any recommendations if someone wants to learn more or or maybe wants to, to reach out to you or some of their other, other resources that we have at the university? Who is the best to contact about irrigation? Uh, we have several extension educators that have been working with irrigation scheduling, and they will be glad to help with any questions that you guys might have. So you can reach me out, you can reach Steve Melvin, and you can reach Chuck Burr and Gary Stone. He, those are the main, even you, Nate. I know that you know a lot of irrigation, and that's one of the areas that we like a lot. But yeah, if you guys have any questions related on these calculations and try to be very precise on those estimations, you, you feel free to reach us out and we'll be glad to help you on that process. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Bruno. We really enjoyed learning from you about irrigation and taking the time to be on the show. No, thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. If you're interested in some of the guides and articles that were mentioned in this episode, we will post them in the show notes so you can pull those up on your phone or computer with whatever device you're listening to this on. You can follow me on Twitter at UNLNateDorsey, where you can tweet me comments or suggestions for the show. And you can also follow the CropWatch Twitter account at UNL underscore CropWatch. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the CropWatch podcast.